0: Please take your seats. I'd like to invite all the evangelists with Chief Evangelist Christian Live up on the platform. If you've been out evangelizing today, uh, come on up on the platform. We want to hear from you. Let's welcome them as they come. Got a microphone for Christian? Got a microphone for Christian? You need a microphone, Christian? Christian, you need a microphone? Oh, okay. <laughs> wonderful. Here they come. Ah, thank come you on. very much. As many of you know, every Sunday afternoon, uh, we are. Look at all these people. Isn't it wonderful? How could you not get saved on the streets of Notting Hill Gate? I tell you.
1: Oh,
0: and uh, every That's... Sunday afternoon, we're going out on the streets witnessing, and you're more than welcome to join us. Whether you've been out in the streets before, and even if you've never been out, if you've never been out in the streets before, come with us on Sunday afternoon, and we'll put you with someone who's really experienced, and you can learn the ropes as you go. But off you go, Christian.
2: Amen. Just to, to let you guys know, amongst these people, there's 16 people who received Jesus tonight and made a confession of faith. So we thank God for that. Now, Joshua can start first. Uh, we were praying for French speakers on um, Wednesday night, and we know the French are, are very difficult to, to lead to the Lord. And uh, tonight, four French people, I mean,
3: white, indigenous French
2: people, received the Lord. So
3: te- tell us about it. Well, we went to South Ken around 5, 5.30, and uh, to be honest with you, we had some challenge. We could not break through today for some reason. So at the end, it was 6.30, we said we have to go back to KT. So we prayed... And on our way to the bus, uh, we met four French uh, people, f- around seventeens, And uh, really French French, not French. <laughs> not French from Africa, French from France. <laughs> and uh, the sisters, uh, they preached to her. There's one, one younger, said, no, no, I have nothing to do. I'm a Catholic. I'm, 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 I'm fine with my faith. And, uh, you know, she's a Catholic, but she's also French Catholic. It's another dimension. <laughs> And and uh, but the sister preached Jesus and Him crucify Hallelujah and um, at the end they say yes we want Jesus they pray the prayer of salvation for French they pray the prayer they believed in the heart in French Amen and Hallelujah and the last things um, after the prayer to show you is the, the gospel is the power of God. There's one French young girl, she said, Oh, tonight I'm going to sleep very well. Wow. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, Joshua. That's brilliant. Sean, you'll be next up.
2: I know, Sean, you've been going out to Notting Hill Gate, and tonight you said to me that while you were preaching, three, three Muslim boys gave their life to the Lord. So tell, tell us a bit about what
4: happened tonight. Yeah, that was really awesome, uh, Christian. Uh, Actually, we were just uh, worshiping, praising God, and I think that kind of drew people really into the presence of God. Uh, There were uh, three, or maybe even more, uh, Muslims, but certainly uh, Sandra, one of our uh, evangelist crew, basically, we said, go and get them. And uh, they preached the gospel to them as I was preaching. You know, uh, yeah, they gave their lives to Christ, and they were very, very sincere about it, basically. They heard about the cross, they heard about the crucifixion. And uh, yes, they got saved, they got prayed for, and uh, yeah, so that... that
2: awesome, was awesome, that's awesome. Now, I know that Cheryl, your wife, she's, she's timid, so you're going to speak tonight, but she also led somebody to the Lord tonight. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, that was really awesome. Whilst, we were pre- whilst I was preaching, she went to go speak to a lady called Evangelica, who was listening to, to us uh, uh, preaching the gospel, and Evangelica was saying, yeah, I kind of know God, and uh, Cheryl said, do you, know her? do you know Jesus Christ for certain if you were to die tonight? Um, where would you be? She never had the assurance. And uh, after hearing the gospel about the, the, the cross, about him being resurrected, she says, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. And uh, she gave her life to Christ there. They prayed and uh, verification forms being filled out. And incidentally, one of the guys who was listening to the gospel, he's from Mauritius. Uh, his name is Ashley, he's over there at the back, hiding, but uh, we pray that, you know, he's, he's in, in the Valley of Decision at the moment, but uh, we pray that God will really touch his life. And uh, Awesome,
2: we don't want to embarrass him or anything, but you're welcome anyway, uh, definitely. But that's, that, is, that is awesome, so let's give Jesus praise for that. Seven people, seven people in the middle of Notting Hill Gate, in the freezing cold. Now Simon, you just welcome Simon. He went down with the team of people tonight. It's your first time leading tonight. And uh, you told me that four people in Shepherd's Bush also received Jesus. So tell us about who they were. Sorry, what Christian, did them. you
0: say first time leading or first time? First
2: time leading tonight, yeah. First time leading. You were saying first time commitments, but these are probably first time commitments as well, were they not? So tell us about it. Okay. I think we had uh, an exciting... Time. He's an evangelist. He's grabbing the mic already.
5: <laughs> yeah. Okay, we had uh, an exciting... Uh, Encounter, really, we had uh, our, the team was uh, really active and spirit-filled and uh, led by the Spirit. Uh, we had uh, four confirmation, which, uh, you know, we take in the details. But we had a lot more people which uh, opened their heart for the gospel. Um, we had uh, actually uh, two people from our team, Shemaine and Nabila as well. they here with us. Uh, the rest are sitting here. And uh, there were initially, there were two English girls about 17 years old. And uh, one of our team members says, look, you know, how did you get in here? She opened up in the conversation. And she and then eventually said, uh, she saw a need on that particular girl. And she said, uh, you got some sort of sickness. And then she rebuked that sickness. And she, the girl was in tears. Wow. A, and that opened up uh, to lead her.
2: An English-speaking girl, and this lady gave her a word. Yeah. One, a, of one of the team gave her a word, and she just broke down in tears. Yeah.
5: What do you say? She said, a need," and, and she said, "I'm going to cast out uh, sickness," and she cast out sickness, and the girl was straight away into tears. Wow. And then she said, to her, do, "Would you accept the Lord Jesus?" And say, "Yeah," and she accepted uh, the Lord Jesus. And uh, we had also uh, two young people also wandering around, <laughs> and uh, as a team also we approached them and. Two of them also led to uh, the, uh, we led them to to the Lord, but uh, there was another uh, side of it also because one of our teams they, she speaks Arabic, her name is Nabila, and um,
2: Nabila, give us a
5: wave over there. It speaks Arabic, and it was an amazing. There was a, an elderly uh, elderly uh, Arabic man. As she was speaking to him in Arabic, and eventually uh, he was in a rush, but. He gave up, uh, he gave his life to the Lord, and he was wow. saying, He's a way, He's a truth, and he was going as he's saying. Wow. And uh, we had also three young Philistinians also. They were
2: Philistines, yes.
5: three Philistines. Yes. Oh, I mean, from Palestinians,
2: oh, Palestinians, <laughs> <laughs> Palestinians, <laughs> Palestinian. <laughs> Palestinian. <Yeah. laughs> Philistines. Okay. Palestinians, yeah.
5: I mean, that's what we call them, okay. All right, fine. Okay, as long as you understand the message, I'm, I'm happy with it, okay. I think the message is important here. So they were quite warm, and um, she believed that one of them eventually is going to give his life to the Lord. Uh, <laughs> you need to listen. <laughs> okay. And there was another woman also by the bus stop. She also accepted the Lord, and she allowed her to, to be laid her hand and to pray for. Okay.
2: <laughs> let's give it for time <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah Amen.
0: hey is there a, is there anybody that went out for the first time today first time on the street first time that was on the bail, sp- yeah. no who's uh, a lot come come on come you've been out a lot your first time ever come, come on come out let's welcome out the Arabic speak so now this is so this is the first time you've been out on the streets.
1: Yeah, first time. And today it was special, challenging for me because my family, ex-Muslim, uh, they are Muslim. I would say to myself, no way, I preach in uh, Shababush. But today the Lord challenged me. I went out today in the Shababush. I preached, I believe, five Muslim people, they will come to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Yeah.
4: That is amazing.
1: So...
0: So what, what, what changed in you? You thought, well, I'm going to go out on and... What, what happened to you to think, I'm going to do this?
1: Uh, I believe that uh, the Lord has done it. Yeah. And we have to speak loudly. You know, the Lord has called me for Muslim nation. Yeah. And today I just uh, feel it. Notice it's about doing, not saying. It's about doing. The Lord is coming soon. He's coming so soon. And he will ask us what we to <laughs> say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Come, come. Now, you've been, you've been out on the streets before a long time ago. What, what, when was the last time you went out? Ooh. What's your name first?
6: Charmaine. Charmaine, Charmaine.
0: When was the last time you went out on the street?
6: I feel ashamed. About 18 months ago.
0: 18 months? Hey, that's, that's a lot. We're not ashamed. We're, we think yeah. that's good. But, so what, why did you go out? What, what happened? And you just think, yeah, I'm going to go out? And how was it?
6: Well, the reason why I went out was simply because I was in the 2.30 this afternoon and I listened to Christian's message. And it really um, touched me about the souls. I was going home. (laughs) She knows. I was going home. I was determined to go home. And someone in the toilet said, aren't you going to that meeting downstairs? I said, no. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you're not going anywhere. Get downstairs. And I went. And I said, God, today... Um, give me at least one soul, just one. You did more than that. You tell you, tell you, okay. I was with Reuben, um, who's not here at the moment, and Reuben simply um, stood by all the ladies. So there were two ladies standing by the traffic lights, embracing each other probably about 16, and I said to myself, oh God, I've got to go to those two, and the Lord said, go and talk to them. So I I won't say exactly what I said, but I said something to them about the birds and the bees, and I said, how did you get here? They said, "Uh, I don't know, and I said, well, you got here through the Lord, and um, we had another conversation, I said, well, sin is the thing that separates us from the Lord, and as a result of that, you are in danger, like I was once was, of eternal separation. And, um, I, and I didn't want, the Lord said, don't pray the sinner's praise yet, but cast something out of one of them. And I said, you're sick. I said, something's in your body, and I'm going to cast it out. Do you mind if I just do this right now? With Reuben, we um, cast the foul spirit out. I said, it's a foul spirit. He said, you're not just sick, you've got foul spirit in you. I know that's strong, because they're only about 17. And um, yeah, and she started to cry. And she broke down, and I said, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like to upset people like that. And uh, after that, the sinner's prayer, which they both prayed, they received Jesus Christ. Yes, and they said they'll, they'll come. will come eventually.
0: That is wonderful, wonderful. That is good. And we had, we've heard some healings. Do you want to give us a... Just... Yeah, we, we
2: had about six salvations yesterday, but Brett also mentioned by the healing on the streets team that three people were mirac- miraculously healed. So you come and just tell us about what God's been doing. In the middle of Ladbrook Road, people are getting healed. So tell us about it, Brett. Uh,
7: well, the first one, there was a lady whose name was Dorothy, and she had her friend at her work who had been, actually she's part of this church, Kensington Temple, been witnessing to her for years and she crossed over the lights and she was on her crutches and she had um, uh, she had all sorts of troubles with her. Um, in a, her ligament where she'd played um, netball, had worn away and then when they replaced it, something to her ligament and her hip, it actually went mouldy and then it was caught infected so she was pretty messed up there. But we just asked her, just basically connected with her and she sat down and we started to pray for her and the, the, the spirit and the, and the anointing of the Lord just started to just enter into her body and she started to feel like a, a heap underneath her leg and up and down her body to the point where she was, uh, she testified, I said to her, uh, zero being the least and 10 being the most uh, ratio of pain, what is it now? And she says, well, I, I can't feel any pain in my legs right now. But um, So that, that was glory to God. Um, so she's going to go back to her work and tell her friend uh, who's from this church has been witnessing to her. There was another person who came up um, and sat down at the chair, and she'd been tormented and had um, like pains going through her head and all down her back. And um, the team were praying for her to uh, where she actually got delivered uh, on the streets. Uh, she got delivered from that, um, that situation. So praise God for that. Um you know, we had, had, had a few very strong decisions. We actually had a, had a, a pagan witch come to visit us, <laughs> which was awesome. You know, but the team just kept loving on her. And um, to the point, you know, she said, you know, Mary was a whore and Jesus was a bastard and, you know, with, with, no, a son uh, without a father. And um, when she got through with all that, the team just kept saying, you know, but God still loves you. Is there anything we can do for you, pray for you right now? And uh, she received prayer for healing in her thyroid. And, uh, and I believe that, uh, that, that the report I received back was that that, uh, that, that uh, symptoms that was with her uh, had left her by the time she prayed. So, yeah, we just give God the praise, give God the glory. And, you know, it's, it's nothing by what we do or by our own strength. We just rock up and be available and we say, Lord, we're here. You know, if you want to use us, we're here. And uh, God is hungry to touch, touch a dying world.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. I want all the evangelists to come and line up at the front, if you would, just at the front. That You know, they're so shy in church. Normally, we're so bold in church and so shy out on the streets, and evangelists are so bold on the streets and so shy in church. Isn't that funny? I don't know. God, God, God's got a sense of humor. All right, this is what the Lord, come right now, this is what the Lord led me to do. We've got a ministry team. We're going to hear from them later with some prophetic words of ministry, but as I was in my office Um, this afternoon preparing for this evening, I felt a very, very clear and strong presence of God for healing. And I need a healing in my life, and I was receiving it right where I was. And then I heard the Lord say, uh, and these signs will follow the preaching of the gospel, and they will cast out devils, and they will heal the sick. And I was thinking about it, and then I thought, well, they're going out on the streets. And I just felt led. Normally, the ministry team will minister, and they will do later tonight. But I felt a very strong anointing from the Lord saying, release the preachers that have been preaching the gospel in the afternoon. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they already have and seen them on the streets. But tonight, there's a heavy, heavy, I can feel it coming in like a, a beautiful wind into this place right now. If I have the worship team up, a beautiful wind coming, and God is going to confirm His Word with signs following, and there's going to be some powerful healings in the next few minutes in this service. So whatever physical, this is physical. We'll pray for other needs later on, but this is physical needs, physical sicknesses. We're going to just go into a time of seeking the Lord, and during that time, Whatever physical situation you have, I want you to come out to the front, and the evangelists are going to lay hands on you. They preach the gospel, and signs are going to follow, and I believe there's going to be some strong healings. Now, evangelists, when you do that, um, be gentle. See, the ministry team are taught to be gentle. The evangelists are just out there with the fire of God. I'm only joking, but pray for them, and see if there's a change. And if you pray for somebody and they, uh, you know, pray for them and say, check it out, can you feel a difference? And if you can, and, and if during that time, this time of ministry, someone says, yeah, there's a change, My, I can feel a difference, I can move a limb I can't move, then I want you to bring them round to the side and we'll take some testimonies. All right, so let's all stand together. This is a time of the Lord releasing his healing miracle power. It's already in this room, and so as we worship the Lord right now, don't stay up there in the balcony if you need a healing in your body. I need a healing in my body. I'm going downstairs to get prayed for. Come down. Be prayed for. Tonight could be your night to be healed. Amen. Leave your seats right now.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Forget to check out when you prayed for someone, and if there's a difference, bring them over here to Gabriel at the side. Father, pour out your anointing on us tonight. Lord, let your glory and your miracle working power flow in us as we worship you and praise you. We pray that you will pour out the spirit of revival upon our lives. You'll refresh us, revive us, energize us, deliver us, and free us in Jesus' name.
1: Say it to God, Lord, I'm thirsty. Lord, I am thirsty. Thirsty for your presence. Lord, I'm hungry again. I'm hungry for your word. Lord, I need you more than ever. More than this world can be. You're the fountain tonight.
0: i finish off praying for those at the front, but, those, but the rest of you evangelists, you can be seated, and the rest of you can be seated too. We've got a lot more ministry to come tonight. We're going to hear some prophetic words later on, and just be open to the Holy Spirit. These are what these evenings are about. Uh, this is our Holy Spirit ministry service, and uh, we believe in God that Sunday by Sunday... Things are going to be released, people's lives are going to be changed, people are going to be saved, people are going to be healed, people are going to be renewed and encouraged and comforted. That, that's what we're believing for on these Sunday evenings. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn with me to John chapter 13, please. John chapter 13 and verse thirty. Is that right? That's odd. Oh, that's wrong. (laughs) Let me try it. Just give me a second. It's a good passage, but it's not the one I was... uh That's odd. That one's wrong as well. Calvin, can you come here a second? Calvin's back. He was our Dean of Students. John 13 what? John 13. Yeah. I knew there was a reason you came back from Africa. It is John 13. John 12. John 12. John 12. John 13 or John 12? John 12 what? I'm not really embarrassed that I'm Where is it? This is the new command I give you that you love one another. Thirteen what? That's what I said. John thirteen thirty. Oh, all right. I was okay. I was in John twelve. I wasn't okay. All right, I was there. Thank you, Calvin. Great to have you back. Wonderful to have you back. Um, Thank you for your help. Okay, John, chapter thirteen, verse thirty-four. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, you will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's amazing when you look at the New Testament that Jesus gives us a new commandment a one commandment and that commandment is that we love when you go to uh, the first epistle of john the first letter of john is full of talking about the christian life and how it's to be lived in love so first john i mean I, I don't know where to start with first john there's so many things talking about love but 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And in this, the love of God was shown toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation or sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And I mean, it's John is such a wonderful book. I mean, you can just go to 1 John 5 and and, uh, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is, is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. And by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And so here in John, John 4, 1 John 4, 7 onwards, we see this emphasis on the love of God in our lives and also the love of one another. And I want to speak a little bit about this because there is, I think, a big confusion in the church today about what love is, especially about what Christian love is. And if I was to ask you what do we mean by loving one another? What is Christian love? How would you answer that? I mean, some people are, are are defining God's love and saying, well, God loves everybody and God won't judge anybody and it's all right to do whatever you want because God loves you. Is that the love of God, a love of God that doesn't mind what you do or doesn't mind how you do it? God loves you God doesn't mind what you do, or in the end, it'll all be all right. I remember one book, uh, that God's love will win in the end. In other words, don't worry about it. In the end, God is love, and whatever you do, it won't matter to him. He'll sort it out in the end. Is that what love is? Or is love just an emotional feeling good about someone? I love you. I feel good about you. Therefore, I love you. What is biblical love? Well, the word love that we've been looking at briefly in these passages is a famous Greek word that many Christians know of, and it's called agape, agape. And agape is a Greek word that really mainly is only used by the New Testament. The word agape means the God kind of love. It's like God gave us a word in the Greek, because the New Testament, of course, was written in Greek. That's why we talk about Greek words. So, although it's translated here in the English, the Greek word used for love here is agape. It's the God kind of love. It's distinguished to any type of human love. It is a divine love. It is a supernatural love. It is of the order of God himself. It can't be humanly uh, uh, manufactured it's the God kind of love, and I'm going to come back to that, because there's various types of the word love can be used in various ways in the Greek. One of the other words that is very common to be translated as love in the New Testament is the Greek word philio, philio, and philio, which is often translated love, that's love, but that is a human kind of love. It's a love born of friendship, attraction, mutual benefit. And when I was like speaking to the Lord yesterday as I was preparing for today, I was thinking because God had been speaking to me about love that we in the Western world today in the church, we need a revelation of the God kind of love because what we are doing is we are looking at the human kind of love and labeling it the god kind of love and it's two very different things let me illustrate this to you if you come with me to the end of John's gospel just find it John chapter 21 and verse 15 in John chapter 21 verse 15 we actually see a comparison of the God kind of love and human love. We have a comparison between the agape love, that's the God kind of love, and human love, filial love. And in your Bibles, you won't necessarily see that when we read this passage about Jesus restoring Peter, that actually they're using two different words. In your English translation, it's just one word. It's like Peter's using love, the word love, And uh, Jesus is using the word love. But you know, they're using two different types of words. I'm going to read it first and then explain to you which word is which. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, feed my sheep. Now, if you didn't know the Greek, you would be thinking that they're using, both using the word agape, the God kind of love. But they're not. Because to begin with, Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me with a God kind of love? And the first time that Peter responds He doesn't say, yes, Lord, you know I agape you. He says, yes, Lord, you know I love you with a human kind of love. I filio you. So remember, there's two words. Agape is the God kind of love. Filio is just the human kind of love. Jesus, and I'm going to read it to you now, okay, as it is in in the Greek, okay? So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me with a God kind of love more than these. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I fill you with a human affection. Jesus said, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me with a God kind of love? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I fill you with a human kind of love. He said to him, feed my sheep. And then the third time, Jesus is Jesus changes from Agape. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of, Peter, son of Jonah, do you filio me with a human kind of love? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you filio me with a human kind of love? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I filio you with a human kind of love. Now that's why Jesus was, that's why Peter was um, distressed and grieved because Jesus was calling on Peter to love him with the God kind of love. And every time he said, will you love me with the agape, the God kind of love, Peter responded, I'll love you with a human affection. Will you love me with a God kind of love a second time? I love you with a human affection. Well, Peter, do you even love me with a human affection? Okay, that grieves me, Lord, because you know all things. Why are you asking me? but I do love you with a human kind of love. And when you think of the background to this restoration of Peter, it's pretty powerful, isn't it? Because we know that three times Peter denied Christ, didn't he? Do you remember that? Because Peter thought he had the God kind of love. Do you remember? Jesus said, I'm going, I'm going to die on the cross, and you're all going to scatter. And Peter said, not I. Lord, if anybody leaves you, they will leave you, but I'm not going to leave you. I'll come and die with you. In other words, he was saying, I'll die with you. I've got the agape kind of love too. I've got that. And and Peter was going, Simon, Simon, before the cockerel crows three times, sorry, before the cockerel crows three times, you will have betrayed me. And Peter's like, no way. It's not going to happen. I've got the agape kind of love, just like you, Lord. And do you know the story? That in Jesus' presence, he denied him three times. To a young maiden, he denied him. And on the third time when he denied Jesus, he, he looked over and Jesus looked at him. They caught, caught eye to eye. And he hadn't just denied him. He'd blasphemed him. He had totally and utterly disowned Jesus at that time. What a terrible situation, isn't it? And so now we find that Jesus having died, Peter having been scattered with the rest of the disciples, now we find that Jesus is coming back and Jesus needs to deal with the situation and bring healing into Peter's heart. So when Jesus said to him the first time, Do you agape me? Do you love me with a God kind of love? I always think that flashing into Peter's mind, Was the first time he said, I do not know this man. I do not know this man. And then Peter's response could hardly be, I love you with the God kind of love. So he says, You know, I I do have a strong affection for you, Lord. I do like you. I do humanly respect you, but I can't honestly say, can I, that I love you with the God kind of love? And then Jesus says it again. Do you agape me, Peter? Do you love me with the God kind of love? And I almost think that flashing in his mind is the second time when someone came to him while he was by that fire. I've seen you with that man. I tell you, I do not know that man and curses that man. And Peter goes, Lord, you know I don't agape you with the God kind of love, but I do with the human kind of love have affection for you. And then the third time, when, when Jesus says, well, do you even love me with a human love? That hurts Peter because it's like, oh, come on, Lord. Give me a break. You know, I, I can't say I agape you with a God kind of love, but are you even questioning my affection to you in a human way, like a friend to friend? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. But as Jesus did this, you'll notice he didn't just ask it and leave it, Every time he asked if he agape him, do you agape me, Peter, with the love of God, he gave him a commission. He said, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. So while Jesus was teaching Peter the difference between the God kind of love and human kind of love, that's what he was teaching him. He was saying, Peter, I want you to know and to clarify with you what is the God kind of love And what is the human kind of love? Because you got them mixed up beforehand. When you said, even if everybody else abandons you, Lord, I won't abandon you. I have the God kind of love. It wasn't. It was human affection. It was human enthusiasm. It was human friendship. But it wasn't the sort of love that takes you to the cross. Remember what we read in 1 John? This is love that God sent his son to be a sacrifice for our sins. This is agape. You want to know what the God kind of love is? It's the cross. And, and, and it works two ways. It's the love of the Father for you that he would send his son to die for you. That's how much he agapes you. I've said it before in some of these meetings, but I have a son. He's 15 years old. I wouldn't send him to die for any of you. Why? Because I don't have that kind of love when it comes to my son. I wouldn't, I wouldn't send him to die for London. I wouldn't send him to die for Britain. I wouldn't do it. It's my son. Go and find your own son. Sacrifice him. I'm not sending my son. Raised him 15 years old. I'm not going to, you know. And so the definition of the God kind of love is that the father loves you enough, and he only has one son. It wasn't the father so loved you that he sent an angel. Well, it's not so bad if you send an angel, because just create another one. One down, create another one. That'll create two to make up for it. So God didn't send a created angel, because he could just create another. It's no cost, really. But God sent his only son, his eternal only son. It was the only thing that God could give up that would actually in a sense, means something. You know what I'm saying? Because everything else he could just produce more of, but he gave his only... So the God kind of love is the Father giving his only son and allowing him to take your punishment, your sin, and God sent his only son, and then on the cross, God poured all the punishment, all the wrath that you and I deserve. He put it on his sinless, perfect son, because he loves you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stick a needle pin in my son's arm for you. You I'm saying I wouldn't do it. God pinned His Son to the cross for you. (laughs) That's the God kind of love. And the other part of that love, of course, was the Son, because the Son didn't have to go to the cross. It had to be a willing sacrifice. You hear what I'm saying? And that beautiful passage in Gethsemane where Jesus is struggling because who wants to go to the cross? But his love, his agape love, is what took him to the cross. And he had two things on his mind. He had the love of his father and he had the love for you, his disciples as well, on his heart. So that's why he went to the cross for his father. He said, if there's any other way... If there's any other way this cup can be taken from me, Father, please take it. If there's any other way, but not my will, but yours be done. That's the God kind of love. That's agape love. But also in his heart was, is this the only way that the people here in Kensington Temple this night will have an opportunity to know you as Father, as I know you as Father, that I lay down my lives for my sheep? Is this the only way? Because if it is, I love them like you love them, Father, and I will willingly lay my life down for them. That's the gospel. God loves you and laid his son's life down for you. And the son of God loves you and paid your price. That is the God kind of love. And so, when Peter thought he had the God kind of love… He found out very painfully three times, the last time with a young maiden, that he didn't have the God kind of love at all. It was just a very, very strong human affection. And I believe that a lot of what we have in the Western church, can't speak? The Western church today is a very, very strong filial love, a very strong affection both to God and to one another but it hasn't yet been transformed into agape. And you say, well, why do you say that? Well, let's, myself and yourself, let's put ourselves in Peter's position before Jesus died. Do you, and it's a rhetorical question, it's a question for your heart, not for your mouth. If if you were in... Ooh, not, not now, Lord, later. If you were... Peter, would you think, would you deny Him three times? It's rhetorical. Would you deny Him, or would you be like, Lord, I love You? We've been singing some good love songs tonight, haven't we? Lord, I love You. I praise You. I worship You. You're everything to me. All these, all these words. Is that like, Lord, whatever You ask me to do, I'll do. You know, there's one song I refuse to sing. I will not sing it. If they play it, you won't see me singing it. All to Jesus, I surrender. I refuse to be a liar. I refuse to be a liar. And I will never sing that song unless I've done that, and I haven't done that, so I'm not going to sing it. All to you, I'd like to surrender. All to you, I hope to surrender. Fine. But all to you, I surrender. And then walk out, and I'm not in surrendering at that level. All. All. You hear what I'm saying? So, could we end up being like Peter in our mindset? Not not being a negative, Peter actually thought that he had the agape love, didn't he? It he wasn't like, he, was, he actually believed, it. it was like he was genuine but mistaken at that point. And I think a lot of what we talk about agape in the church today, generally speaking, is not agape love at all. It can be a very powerful human affection. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that filial love, human love, is useless. I mean, you you get people in the world who lay their lives down, don't they? I mean, you you get some incredible people who aren't Christians doing incredible things for other people, for their family, for their children, for their country even. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're doing great. But you know what? That's not agape. Because agape doesn't come from man. It comes from God. And not any God, the only true God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. God is love, that's why He's three and one. Because you can't be loved without somebody to love. God is one. So the Agape love only comes from God. So even though you see such incredible acts of sacrifice outside the church, that's filio, and you go, Wow, that is so amazing that a mother would give up her life for the child, etc. etc. Do you know, as wonderful as that is, and it is wonderful, it's not the God kind of love. And I do think that in these times that God is wanting to bring us into a position like Peter where we experience the agape kind of love for ourselves from God and to God and also for one another. I believe that will be the chief manifestation of the end time church, not signs and wonders, as good as they are, not miracles, not spiritual gifts. It's going to be the God kind of love. It's going to be a supernatural love. It's going to be a love that we know we can't produce, that it's come from God. And so he restores him, and he's saying, do you agape me because I want you to feed my sheep? Do you agape me because I want you to tend my sheep? Do you agape me because I want you to feed my lambs? And I don't want you to give them what you gave me, Peter, as good as it might be. I don't want the human kind of love the filio kind of love. I want the love of my Father poured into your hearts by the Holy Spirit, the agape love. That's what I want, the flow of love, this supernatural love. It's not a natural love. This is what I'm wanting for you. And then in verse 18, we see that Jesus prophesies in John chapter 1, verse 18. Having said this, he prophesies the agape love in Peter's life. He prophesies it. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. The restoration was complete. Wow, that is powerful. So he deals with him regarding the difference between the God kind of love and the human kind of love. And then he prophesies and says, do you know what, Peter? As I died on the cross with Agape, so you will be worthy of my name. And you will die because of your Agape love for me and my Church, and you will glorify me. And do you know what the story is? If I've got it right, I think I have. The story is, is that Peter was also crucified. You know that. But, not, but when he was taken to be crucified, he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified upwards. I must be crucified upside down. That's the story of the martyr. That's the story of Peter. That's the Agape love. Isn't that incredible? I just think that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And so as I as I come to a close now, because these are just seeds, and God can water them. God wants to do a work in our lives. He wants us to experience the love of the Father. I want to end where I where, where where I started in 1 John 4. Let us seven. This new commandment I give to you to agape one another, 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, agape, this is all agape, for agape is of God, and everyone who agape is is born of God and knows God. He who does not agape does not know God, because God is agape. In this, the agape of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is agape, not that we agape God, but that he agape us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. So where this starts is at the foot of the cross. Paul said to the Corinthians, I knew nothing amongst you but Christ crucified. Nothing amongst you but Christ crucified. Because the Corinthians were a church that had all the power gifts; they had everything—the supernatural, the power—but you know what? They didn't have agape. They didn't have agape. They were doing all sorts of nasty things to one another. They were proud. They were following different preachers instead of Christ. And, Christ, and, and Paul saw this as: What you need is the cross—the message of the cross—to melt your hearts that the Holy Spirit would pour into your heart the agape of God, which is at the cross, the act of the cross, to melt you and to fill you with the love of God. That's why I chose nothing amongst you but Christ crucified. And then that's why, in 1 Corinthians 13, having explained the power gifts, the miracle, faith, Paul says, you know what? If you have faith and not agape love, God's not interested. If you have all knowledge but no agape love, doesn't count for anything for God. And listen to this, even if you give your life up and are martyred without agape love, it means nothing to God. Love is kind, love is patient. God is going to do these things in our lives, but he wants us to refocus ourselves And to say, I I need a touch of this love. You've all had a touch of this love if you're saved tonight. But God wants to open the floodgates because only an agape-filled church is going to be able to do what God wants us to do in these end times. To walk in the darkness and to bring the light of God's love. Let's bow our heads. Maybe you're here tonight and you need to taste God's agape love for the first time. And you've heard about his agape love. He died on the cross for you. When you think on the cross, that's everything you need to know about the God kind of love. It begins and ends there. And if tonight you're ready to have your sins forgiven, Jesus wants to forgive your sins, and he loved you so much he carried them. But you have to say yes please to him. He's not going to force his love on anyone. You can't force love on someone. It has to be received. And so if you're ready to receive God's love and forgiveness for your life, all you have to do is say, yes, please. Lord, forgive my sins. Thank you that you loved me. I believe that you died, that you rose again. Pour out your love in my life. Show me agape love in my life and transform me to be like you. If there's anybody, you're ready to receive Jesus. Lift your hand right now. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Consolidators, just keep those hands up, upstairs, anybody lift your hands, yeah, anybody else? Yes, over to the left, I don't think the consolidators are picking up these hands, that gentleman to my left, upstairs, is there anybody, you ready to receive that love, amen, Father we pray for those that have responded, we thank you. That you love them and they've seen your love tonight it's an agape love touch them forgive them and change them in the name of jesus we pray i'm going to invite the ministry team to come up on the platform right now and uh, those of you that lifted your hand uh, someone's going to come and speak to you we've got a gift a new testament we'd like to give to you and pray with you so they'll help you with that they're specially trained they're not going to embarrass you they're there to help you but very quickly what we're going to do now is we're going to release the next two or three minutes some words, so listen carefully and then after that we're going to open the floor up to respond to these words or if there's anything that you need prayer for that we've not spoken about you're welcome to come forward and those of you that need, that need to leave tonight you'll be welcome to go after these prophetic words and we can do that so, okay ministry team we're going to do this quite quickly but who's got some words they believe the Holy Spirit wants to share?
6: Yep, come come. Okay. Uh, whilst we're praying downstairs, what came to me is a picture of a, of a withered foot. I think it's the left. I think it's the right foot. Sorry. Um, it could be associated with diabetes. I'm not sure. But if anyone has that complaint, we'll pray for you. And Another thing. Um, I think God would like to bless children. So if you have a child. Uh, an older child who's pregnant and there there are any concerns about the pregnancy, God would like to bless um, and heal and even if you're if you'd like to be pregnant but you know it's been quite difficult over the years God would like to bless you as well Wonderful Who's next? Um, This is just a word
2: that the Lord spoke to me Um, I've been urging you in your situation to turn to me again I'm the only way out you may have alternate ways, but they won't work the way my plan will work for your life. Now is the time to anchor yourself with my word. Ask me for help. Ask me for guidance. Let me lead you. Let me save you. I will show you the way. Just let me be control, in control today.
0: Amen. If that speaks to you, we're going to pray for you. Who's next? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then Daniel. Um,
1: I get a verse from John eleven twenty five where Jesus says it. I am Jesus speaking. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he die, he shall live. I believe there are people here who has got dead situations in their life. Maybe a dead um, dream has been buried because of circumstances. Could be a dead, any situation that is dead in your life. And I believe there are also dead marriages. And God would like to resurrect those dead things in our lives so he's asking us to rise in faith and look to Jesus because he's going to resurrect those dead things. Tonight.
0: Amen. Remember, that's wonderful. Remember, God. Abraham believed God who called those things that are not and gives life to the dead. A dead situation, Think something you think that's all over, God wants to bring some resurrection. Daniel. Um, I've got this scripture from... It says that those who are in Christ are a new creation. It's a creative word for those. I'd like to pray for those who've got kidney problems. I think God's going to touch you and he's going to do a creative
6: healing work in you.
8: Actually, yesterday, while we were shopping, God spoke to me. He says, tell my people, tell my children I love them. Forsake their ways. Spend quality time and quantity time with me. Enjoy my presence. You are my priceless treasure. And as you spend quality time and quantity time with me, you will be a sign and wonder. Your life ahead will be awesome, like a ride in the Rolls Royce. Amen.
1: Yeah. Um,
5: I feel that um, God said to me there's someone who came here with like a fleece about a journey that you have to do, that you're about to do a journey. You're asking God uh, to confirm or either way, I'm not sure which way, but you come with a fleece that if somebody mentions a journey, well, I'm mentioning a journey. <laughs> so, if that's you, then God is on your case, okay? And he will pray for you in a
0: few moments' time. Yeah,
6: yeah, come on. Um. As we were downstairs praying, um, I just felt like the God, um, there's a person here that is, had struggled or fought through this week for the whole week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and by the days it got worse and worse and just struggling through work, and by the time they came on Sunday, they were like, oh, I'm just so exhausted, I don't want to go to the Sunday night service, I don't want to, but something was dragging you here tonight, something was like you didn't know why you're here sitting today. You're like, I just wanted to see God. I just want to see what's going on. And God is just God just wants to spend time with you. He said, like, if you give me the time, I can help you. I can give you the strength for your everyday life. But I, I want to spend the time with you every day so that we can fix these things together.
5: Wonderful. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, the Lord is showing us uh, somebody who's um, doubling in uh, O Court and specifically somebody who has doubled the Uja board. So if you are somebody who have, either you've been before or you are still in it, the Lord wants to deliver you. Okay, we'll pray for you for that.
6: Yeah. I had two words. One it was somebody um, with a problem with their left ear. Um, I think it was something like an accident or something like that, you've damaged the eardrum a little bit. I want to pray for you. If somebody's got a pain um, in their knee Um, I don't know what kind of pain it is, but it's quite painful, Someone there. That's you. Okay.
8: Good. Shakti? Um, As I was praying, I just got one simple word. It's valley. And it's though God is saying that there's somebody here who feels that they're in a valley, a very difficult place. And you said, you know, it's been easy before and I've had difficulties, but this time it's really, really tough. And I feel like giving up. And God is saying, don't. Because the valley is a place, not of permanence, he's saying, but a place of passage. You're going to walk through it because the one who created the valley is with you. He's holding your hand. He's going to take you through it. So trust him because the only way you're going to go out of the valley is by walking through and going out. The valley is the place where the challenges and tribulations are going to develop you. Pure gold is going to come out. And that's going to take you to the next step. That's going to take you into your destiny. And he said, remember what the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they went into the wilderness. Why? He said, number one was to humble them. Number two was to test them. And number three was to see what was in their heart, to see if they would obey him. And the blessing and the promised land lay beyond. So don't give up. Trust him. He will take you through we will pray for you anyone else one more yeah come on pause. um it's a very simple word i got uh, as we were praying
2: downstairs the word is hunger and um i believe this is something for many people that god wants us to be hungry for for souls and to see them
0: saved and hung, be just be hungry for the lost to be saved that's all amen, amen. ministry team if you like to go down the front so, out of all of those, there may have been one or two things or that particularly impacted you and you thought, wow, this is where we want to minister those things for you. You can come out and you can pray, for the per- pray with the person that gave the prophecy or anyone really. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter so much and we will pray for you. If there's anything we didn't say, but you said, you know, I need prayer for something, you're very welcome to come in these next few minutes. So, we're going to stand together.
4: Come on.
0: Stand together. Next 10 minutes or so, we're just going to worship the Lord. If you need to leave, you're welcome to leave during this period. Welcome to stay with us. Welcome to be prayed for. Welcome to go. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Let's all stand together, though, as we move into this, this section. Come forward and be prayed for.